You're listening to Confidence Looks Good on You Girl. My name is Crystal Morgan, and as a certified self-confidence coach, I help women make confident their new normal. If insecurity, doubt, and uncertainty seem to be your only friends lately, then this podcast is for you. Learn how to make confidence your new best friend. Let's do it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Confidence Looks Good on You Girl. I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. This is the podcast where I talk about confidence mindset and what do confident women really think about? What gets in their way um, and what doesn't get in their way so that you can have insight into this and go out there and live the most confident life that you do, that you possibly want to. All right. So today's episode, before we get into it, I wanted to shout out a quick reminder that my next upcoming free workshop digital free workshop is going to be June 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you are new to me, hi, welcome. So happy to have you here. But I'm the self-confidence coach for women who want to finally feel like they're good enough. And so my workshop is going to be secrets to feeling like you're good enough. I have people that, you know, oftentimes are wondering, Crystal, you seem at ease with who you are and how did I get there? I can tell you one of the biggest things that I used to think was, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to have a business. I'm not good enough to have an amazing relationship. I'm not good enough to make a move across the country. But when I was able to dispel all of those lies, I was able to move forward. And I want you to hear the things that stood in my way and how I essentially moved them out of my way. So if you've been finding yourself having a lot of conversations about how you just don't feel like you're good enough to do things, then this is going to be the workshop for you. So go into the show notes. After you finish listening to this episode, the link to register is going to be in there. Go register. Be there June 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific. All right? So don't miss out. Awesome. Okay, now about today's topic. So today I'm going to be talking about the three things that I think you really need to know in order to love yourself deeply. If you've been following me for a good amount of time, you've probably heard a message of self-love really woven throughout a lot of the episodes previously, and there's a reason for that. I talk about it so much, and I talk about it with my clients, and it's you know a message that I repeat often because if you want to know the secret to having self-confidence, that's what it is. That's what it is. I will tell you that I did not think that that was what it was, is, you know, having this radical relationship with yourself that allows you to really have good dialogue and good encouragement and just good, delicious words that get fed to you every day. I did not think that was the secret. I thought the secret was not necessarily caring what I was thinking or what other people were thinking. That's what I thought it was, but I'm telling you that the secret is really what you decide to think about yourself and how you talk about yourself at any given time. And that is going to be the thing that's going to catapult you if you can really get it down. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit more and just have a specific episode where I talk about a few things that you can really do pragmatically, like how talk a little bit more of what that looks like and how what things you can be thinking about and how you can get that done and start practicing it in your everyday life so that you can experience it yourself. And I want to put a caveat out there that 
this is not something that you can or, or should anticipate that it's going to be like an instantaneous, you know, snap of the finger and all of a sudden you're just like this self-love queen. I want to encourage you to look at it as a journey that you're going to go on, to look at it as something that some days you're going to do really well and other days you're not. You know, I myself on my own personal journey, it took me a couple of years to get to a place where I went from essentially being extremely critical and just finding myself to be awful to migrating over to a place of even neutrality that I might not be as awful as I think I am and really getting into that. And for some people, it may not take that long. I've had some people where they really grasp onto it and it just seems like in a couple of weeks they're ready to go and they're like, oh my gosh, I get this. Like this is the one thing that I changed and now everything's different. And then I have some people where it takes a little bit longer. So no matter where you are in this journey, like this is this is something that you're going to want to practice. And the other thing I want to say is that it's not going to be something that you're going to get down to where all of a sudden you'll never have to think about it again. And I say that because as good as you can get at it, life still happens and you'll have things that are new. You know, new things tend to throw us off. Oh, I've never – actually had to encounter this event in my life before or this person saying this or this circumstance. I've never seen this before. And so then you're going to have to take what you've learned and implement it maybe in new ways. So I want to set you up for that because I want to set you up for success. And I just want to encourage you to know that what I'm going to explain to you in terms of what this looks like and how you can start practicing to love yourself deeply is extremely simple But I also want to encourage you to leave some room for you to go on a journey and allow it to move and ebb and flow in your life the way that it naturally would as you just being a human being. All right. So there's all my caveats and and let's talk about this. Okay. So here are the three things that you really need to know to love yourself deeply. Number one, get curious on what you're thinking about. Number two is then be willing to tell yourself no. Be willing to tell yourself off a little bit. That's how I'll say that. And then number three, start having intentional dialogue. Start having intentional dialogue. Okay, so in breaking these down a bit, let's start off with the first one. Get curious on what you're thinking about. This sounds like a really trivial step and I often find that it can be easy to throw this first step (laughs) to the side, but Most people, and this is not, you know, a judgment. This is how I was as well. Most people are not that aware of what they're thinking about throughout the day. If you have a functioning brain, you're thinking about things. Most of us are only really paying attention to what we think about what we're seeing. I go to work, I get up and I'm having conversations. I have my coffee and somebody comes and they say something to me and then I have thoughts about that. I see an email, I have thoughts about that. I watch a TV show, I have thoughts about that. So we kind of are only, most people, you know, start off on this just awareness of I have an opinion about politics or I have an opinion about this show or I have an opinion about what you just said. But oftentimes, the place I want to take you to is really starting to get an opinion about what you think about yourself. Oftentimes, even when other people are talking to us, we're having our own internal conversation with ourselves about what we think about what we're saying, what we think they think about what we're saying. We're 
constantly having this kind of internal conversation about the world around us and what it, what we think it means, essentially. And so the first place that you really want to start is getting acquainted with what do you think about yourself and what do you think about the things that you do? So after you finish a conversation with someone, a really quick check-in that you can do is how how did that conversation go for me? What was I feeling? Was I feeling uncomfortable? Was I feeling insecure? Was I feeling confident? Was I feeling brave? Was I feeling disgusted? When you have after you finish having a conversation with someone, what's like the most common feeling that you have? And then why do you have that feeling? Where is that coming from? Start exploring what you're thinking about when you are having that conversation. Now, most of us underneath the layers could be thinking about things like, well, I wonder if my breath was stinking. (laughs) I wonder if I said something that was relatively intelligent. I wonder what they thought about what I said, right? Like that's the internal dialogue that I'm talking about. What are you perceiving about yourself in relation to other people that you're talking to or it could just be an event? You know, um, I how people maybe see you at work, you know, maybe nobody said anything, but just you walking down the hall. Because I can tell you, as I continue to teach you, as you go through this podcast, and you may have started to grab onto the mindset of a confident woman, I can tell you that her internal dialogue is going to be different from, I wonder if my breath stinked. I wonder if I said something that was intelligent. She's most likely not asking herself any of those questions. She's really just thinking about, oh, that was a great conversation that we had and decided that that's the predominant thought that she's going to have. But more on that a little bit later. But what I want you to explore, I want you to start paying attention to, I want you to start getting observant of, what do you think about you and what do you think others think about you as you consider yourself and how you show up in the world? When you start to consider that, then you start to bring to light in your mind what you actually are thinking about, what kind of dialogue you're having with yourself. Because if you are asking yourself constantly, I wonder if my breath stunk or I wonder if I said anything intelligent, then now you know that it's important to you on how you are perceived by other people. You want to get good at knowing you. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person that is going to spend time with you 24-7. You are the only person that you cannot run away from. And when you can take the time to get curious about who you are, what you're thinking about, and why it's so important to you that your breath not stink, or why it's so important to you that you say something that sounds intelligent, then you get to get clues into why you're really paying attention to those things. How come they're so important to you? What would happen if you were to violate any of that, if your breath did stink, right? Or if you did say something stupid, what would that then mean about you? Because whether you are aware of it or not, you're have, you have answers to those questions. And when you can answer those questions, well, if my breath stinks and I say something stupid, then they're not going to want to talk to me again because then I just feel like I'm not going to be cool enough, Right. That's the conversation you want to discover that you're having. So that's step number one. You don't have to do this all day. 
I would start out with just finding one conversation that you've had recently, like, and just take a moment and think about dissecting everything that you were thinking about. Who cares what they were thinking about? (laughs) But everything that you were thinking about during that entire process. Write it down, right? Find out what's coming up for you. Once you've done that, we move on to number two. Being willing to tell yourself no. Being willing to interrupt your own thinking. So when I'm working with clients and we've gotten to a place where you can find what is happening in your internal dialogue, then the next step is to learn how to interrupt that conversation. Whenever you're saying saying something to someone else in that predominant thought of, I wonder if my breath stinks, it probably does, or I might be saying something stupid comes up. Once you're aware of it, then you can actually stop that line right there. You get to say, you know what? And I'm not going to really focus on whether or not I said anything stupid. I'm not going to allow myself to tell myself or even be in the realm of close to considering that anything I have to say is stupid. Anything I have to say is valuable. And at the very least, even if the other person didn't find it valuable, doesn't mean it wasn't any less valuable. That's just their opinion. You get to be allowed to say, hey, self, there's only a certain way that I'm going to have a conversation with myself and this isn't it. It's very fascinating how, and you probably have noticed this in your own life, we are so much meaner to ourselves than we are to other people. I bet you that a lot of what you say to yourself, if you saw someone else talking to another person like that, you would stop them in a heartbeat. You're stupid. You don't get it. You never get things right. You're always making mistakes. I can't believe what kind of loser you are. You're so ugly. These are the things that we're allowing to just pass by in our brain and we never question it and we never stop it. But if you actually saw someone saying that to someone that you cared about, you'd get in there, right? Be like, hell no. What's this going on? You don't talk to her like that. That's the kind of attitude you got to have with yourself. I remember when it was the first time that I actually caught me saying something horrible about myself. Right now, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, I was really beating myself up for some mistake that I made. And it was some tyrant where I thought, I can't believe you're so stupid, Crystal. I can't believe you did that. Who does that kind of thing? This is exactly the thing that I'm talking about. It was all this on and on. And I finally had this moment where I caught it because I was getting really good at getting aware of what kind of conversation I was having with myself, what kind of mental sentences were passing along my brain. And I went, hey, Crystal, fuck this. That's literally what I said right out loud in my apartment. I remember it clear as day. And I remember this sense of relief that I felt. And I remember thinking to myself, this is my moment. I, for the first time, told myself to shut up that I was going to be the boss, that I was going to be the one to say what came next. And that's the place that I want you to get to. Being bold with other people doesn't start with being bold with other people. It starts with being bold with you. You need to decide that the minute you hear judgment coming out of your mouth, that you're going to stop that conversation. 
you don't even have to in this step be like know what you're going to say next. You just need to be, hey, that's not how we're going to have this conversation. And if it helps you to picture having an outer body experience and someone else is the one saying it to you, you're allowed to do that. Sometimes it's helpful to write it out, the things that you're finding yourself say, all the negativity. And then as you're writing it, you can say, hey, stop. We're going to stop this dialogue right now. Practice stopping yourself. Practice saying no. Be willing to interrupt that conversation. Because that conversation, that judgment, is worth interrupting. You see, we've gotten very used to judgment. We think that judgment is helpful. We think if I don't have somebody picking on me, yelling at me, then I won't stay in line. Then I won't be obedient. But who told you you needed to be obedient? Who told you that you needed to be a good girl? That's societal and cultural patriarchy telling you that there's a particular way that you should act. But you at any point in time get to decide how you want to show up, what you want to do, who you want to be, and then you can always change your mind. It doesn't have to be, I need to beat myself up into submission. Because then judgment has the power. Instead of allowing yourself to submit to something even better, which is love. I want to do amazing things because I love myself. I want to be bold because I love myself. That is just as powerful. Now, I get it if you don't fully buy into that because when I first started on this journey, I didn't buy into that either. I was like, there's absolutely no way that love is better. Judgment is better. I know it sounds nicer to say that love is better and we all like it because it sounds really woo, right? But deep down, I would be thinking like, there's no way. Judgment is the only way. Being hypercritical is the only way to make sure that I become the person that I need to become to be accepted and loved by everybody. So if you're in that spot, I totally get it. I got you. I understand. But I just want you to consider the possibility that you're wrong about that. Try it on for size and see if love works better. And here's how you do that. You move into, you move into number three, which is start having intentional dialogue. We like to think that I think self-love should be innate in this sense that you're just magically going to come up with something. And in a sense, yes, we are innately desired for love. We do fall into it a lot more naturally. However, if you've been on the train of self-hatred and judgment and criticism for a long time, love will not seem natural to you. It will seem like the enemy, as dark as that might kind of sound. So don't go into it thinking that it's going to come natural, expected to feel a little bit uncomfortable. The best way to have an intentional conversation with yourself is to already have pre-designated things that you want to say. Some people use affirmations. That's what those are for. I personally have particular statements that I have that if I'm stuck on it, I can pull out at any point in time that are specific to me. But the goal is you want to make sure that you're there for yourself. If your little child, your little toddler or elementary school kid comes in and says, mom, I had, an, I had just the worst day. I had the worst day. This kid pulled my hair. This, cool, this kid called me an idiot. What's your follow-up to that? It's something along the lines of, oh, baby, I can't believe they did that. I'm so sorry. But you're not stupid. You're intelligent. You're amazing. You're so smart. You're so beautiful. That's exactly the kind of relationship that you want to have with yourself. 
Because when you can do that, you imagine that little girl, she'll go face the next day, won't she? But if she comes home and tells you that here are all the awful things that happened and here's all the awful things people said, and then you come back and say, well, guess they're right. She's going to be terrified to go into the next day. And she's going to start to believe the things that all the bullies told her. Well, this is you. This is your mind trying to bully you. And don't get me wrong. You don't have to be mad at it. It only learned from what something happened years ago and it decided, okay, I guess this is what we're doing because you haven't corrected me. Right? But here's the thing. This is your chance to rewrite that script. To decide that this is not how we're going to have a conversation with ourselves. And how do you, how would you have wanted someone to treat and talk to you? Right? So first, get curious about what you're thinking. Then be willing to interrupt the conversation. If there's judgment, if there's criticism, you don't have to keep talking to yourself like that. You get to decide to stop. And then when you've decided that, then you get to decide what kind of intentional dialogue you want to have. What do you want to be telling yourself? You'll know when you really are starting to do this well because you will feel at ease. You'll feel at ease when you're around other people and you'll feel at ease even in your own alone time because you know that the minute that judgment comes marching down the door, you'll turn her around and say, get out. That's the power that you have that you get to access at any point in time. All right. If you find yourself in a position you're like, I don't know what to say to myself, Crystal. I got you that I need to start thinking about what I'm saying and how I treat myself. I think I can get to the point where I tell myself to shut up when I'm saying something horrible about myself. <laughs> but I don't know what to say. All right. Well, I got you. So I have a list of statements that I have put together that is meant to help you respond to your inner criticism. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but you can also go to my website and find it when you go to www.crystalmorgancoaching.com. There's in the menu bar a more button and you'll see responses to your inner critic. If you've been following on social media, you'll also see a link in my bio for it too. Have that sent to you. It's a PDF with a page full of statements that once you say stop, now what do I want to say? I've got them right there for you. <laughs> you get to use them. Make it easy on yourself. Come up with your own if you want. But if you need a place to start, it's a beautiful one. All right. Well, that is all I have for you today, my beautiful badass ladies. You have an amazing day. And until next week. Hey, girl. If any of this resonated with you, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, visit www.crystalmorgancoaching.com. Once again, that's www.crystalmorgancoaching.com. See you next week.